Hi there, everybody. Uh, Garen and Jordan coming to you once again with a wrap-up. And if you noticed there was no intro music once again, you were correct in hearing that. Um, so if anyone has some suggestions on some intro music, that'd be awesome. We've asked Evan Morris. He's working on it. But uh, apparently he's still in the lab with it. So this is the best intro we have until now. Just yeah. So Evan, we're just going real passive-aggressive right now. Right. This is our way of like, Twisting your arm. I hope Evan listens to this. Hey, Garen, you gave a great message yesterday, and it was about gratitude, which is so well-timed. <clears throat> the thing that you mentioned at the beginning, which was kind of just like a little opener for you, it didn't, you didn't spend a lot of time on it, but it was really useful for me, and I suspect others too, was this idea of spec, um, which is how to intentionally get into God's word in your quiet time, right? Mm -hmm, right. And so spec is a, is it an anagram? Uh, an acrostic? Acronym. Acronym? Acrostic? Uh, ac acronym. An acronym? It's an acronym for, uh, I have a liberal arts degree, so <laughs> um, maybe I should know the... As uh, yeah, actually, you should. Actually, dang it. Uh, well, I have a ministry degree. We'll go <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That explains everything. I got through my I have English classes too. as quick as possible. <laughs> um, but so every letter stands for something, and essentially you go through this, Yep. and it, it helps you to just have, just have focused time with God. Yeah, focused, and it helps me, it helps me observe more. Yes, to observe what the text is really asking yeah. of you or telling you. So yep. spec, so S is to be aware of your sinfulness. Yeah, sin to avoid or to stop. P are promises that God gives us uh -huh. in the text. E is, what is E? Example to follow or right. not to follow. Examples to follow or not. C is, what is C? Command to obey. C are commands to obey. A positive thing usually, like do this. Yes, right. So do yeah. this. And then K is like knowledge of God. Uh -huh. Knowledge about God, Jesus, the world, myself, anything that I'm gaining. Right. Knowledge about spiritual life. Huh? Okay, so his characteristics are just <clears throat> about things in general like that. So I did that this morning, and it was really helpful. Sometimes I sit down in quiet time, and it's hard for me to get going and get focused. And so something like that's really useful. So if anyone else is like that, and you kind of struggle with, you know, you sit down, you have the quiet time, but you're not what to do, man, spec was really helpful for me and it's really cool. simple yeah. and i i was in i was just for like 20 minutes i was already and i was like wow i it normally 20 minutes feels a lot longer than this because it was just going quickly and it was working well so i encourage you that if that's you if you're like me and you have trouble getting going in your quiet time that spec can be really useful for you so yeah and i had a guy come up after first service who just said my brother's been encouraging me to have a journal with my bible and he goes i he didn't know what to do with it and he said this he just came up and he said, this gives me something to do. I can write the, like you did, S-P-E-C-K in the left column, mm -hmm. and then you just write stuff beside it. And it helps you, the whole Hostway story is just about observe, observation, that it helps you to observe and notice things that you normally don't, so. Yeah. And then I turn it into Kate afterwards, and she checks my work. And yes. So it's, Especially it's since you're, uh, what was your liberal arts? Yeah. Yeah. Major since I need right. ministry, anybody with a ministry degree. I need someone need, to look over my yes. work. Garen, you said something else yesterday that really seemed to resonate with a lot of people. You were talking about how many of us are optimists, but then some of us are also, did you say skeptics or realists or what's the word that you used? No, I just said there are those of us who just don't like optimists. Oh, we don't like optimists. <laughs> yeah, but right. we're the people that see things half the half glass. Yes, half, that's right. Half empty. I think that that connected with everyone because we all, we're all, we all are, are firmly in one of those camps. <laughs> yes. And my, my question was, you know, everybody pretty quickly identified where they are with that. But I, I'm not in the optimist camp. I'm in more of the like realist, I can just take things for what they are. And honestly, as someone who is married to a very sweet optimist, it can be a little bit 
frustrating sometimes when Kate is always so positive and I'm like, do we need to be this positive? Can we not just be honest about things? <laughs> so for anyone else in that same boat, my question is, Garen, is the Bible calling us all to be like hopeless optimists? Like that's all we're going to be. We're going to be positive all the time. There's no way around it. Or is there something to be said for people like, like maybe me who aren't in that camp and aren't always seeing life through rose-colored glasses. Can we honor God with both, or is he more happy when we're an optimist? Yeah, good question. I think, I mean, we have a, those things tend to come from our temperament. Temperament, I think, is God-given and part of how God crafts us. There's good on both sides. The optimists bring some things to the table that we struggle with, and we bring things trouble they don't. We see things maybe more realistically. To me, it's it's can you live that? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a book now. Um, Tim LaHaye wrote a book called The Spirit-Controlled Temperament, and it's like, can you take your temperament, because it has gifts and and it has a dark side, and if you let the spirit have it, the spirit can temper the dark side. And so for some of us, it's learning from the, to me, thankfulness helps me to develop that optimist muscle, and that's why it's so needed. I think people on the optimism side, they maybe need some more realism and need to develop that muscle. Maybe that's just hanging out around us that aren't as optimistic. I'm not sure how you develop that muscle, but gratitude helps develop the muscle. I think for a, for those of us who struggle with realism too much, mm. to maybe start seeing things more from God's perspective and less from our negative perspective. Yeah. So, like most things, there's a comfortable spot in the middle where we're not supposed to jump to an extreme. Yeah. And there's good on both sides. Okay. Well, that's helpful for me. Something else you said that was really useful, and maybe the most useful thing that I got out of yesterday was a quote from Cicero in which you you said that he labeled thankfulness as the mother of all virtues, meaning that if we are thankful, that other good virtues will flow out of that. And if we're not thankful, then some of those things may not be present yeah. in our lives. And that was really interesting because I started thinking so often, you know, we get spiritually stuck and we stop seeing fruit and we stop feeling all the feels and we stop desiring God and, and what he wants. And we kind of step back. And we're like, man, how did I get off track? What is going on? How do I get back on track spiritually? And we're not sure what to do. But so so often it sounds like it could be gratitude that's missing from the equation. That if we're not waking up every day grateful for what God's given us and seeing life through that gratitude lens, that a lot of times we can kind of get jaded or get on our own stuff yeah, and, and stop growing spiritually, right? Yeah. Because if you're jaded, it means you're not seeing the gift of everything in your life. And it's just, it's the same or it's boring. And God's like, that's actually, this day's a gift. And these things you do every day, that's actually a gift. I gave you the ability to do it, right? So I think part of that being stagnant can be from that, a lack of gratitude. So for somebody out there who maybe feels a little bit stuck or a little bit like they're not growing spiritually and they decided to listen to this because it, uh, it hit them on Sunday and they want to follow up with it, um, if we're saying that gratitude could be the key that opens that door to your growth, what is what are some small ways maybe that people could grow that gratitude muscle? Yeah. Well, to me, when I put up there, I think if you don't have a daily prayer pattern, I put up ACTS and I put up pray, both have Thanksgiving in them. And I do that every day. I pray through those. And so Thanksgiving is just always automatically in my prayer life. So I think taking one of those prayer patterns, it will make you give thanks every day. And then it's like, but even today, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give thanks for more than I normally do. And I, I spent more time on it, having done that sermon and thought about that a lot. So that's part of it. And for me, is I think that prayer pattern thing, 
again, framework. You said the spec framework is helpful. To me, frameworks are so helpful. So the Prey or the ACTS framework helps me to make sure I've got gratitude in my... And you know, when we pray over a meal, I mean, everybody does it different in our family, but that's always a chance to also say thanks. So that's another built-in pattern thing, not just for our food, but thanks for all the good things in our life. Thanks for the day, whatever. We frequently will pray something like that, throw that on. I mean, that doesn't sound good, throw it on, but right. But those, to me, those prayer patterns are, to me, the key. They, hmm. they help me to make sure they're just in there. Yeah. Garen, do you find that you naturally are a thankful person, or do you struggle with this thankful thing as well? I mean, when I think about things, I can be thankful and gra- grateful, but I do. I am on that side to where I'm very analytical, and it is easy for me to see the dark side of things. That's a struggle that I have. I've always had. I've grown in it, but it's going to be something I know that till the day I die, that's going to. It's part of my temperament, and so I really need gratitude and thankfulness. That's why, if if I don't feel like I have to preach a Christmas sermon every year or a Mother's Day sermon every year, but I've done every year the gratitude because it's something I need to be reminded of. So mm. that's where I am personally. Good. It's good to hear that you're human. <laughs> Just in that one thing. It's, it's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Garen, you left us with a challenge yesterday, and you challenged us to thank God once a day until Christmas for the thing we've been complaining about either internally or externally the most. Yep. Why did you do that, Karen? Because I was... I want to enjoy... <laughs> I know, you want to enjoy the, the next... build up to Christmas. Yeah, I don't need of... to be praying and challenged in this way, Garen. Because First... I, I was just thinking like, what, what do I... I'm sitting there like, what do I need from this? Because I need this discipline in my life more. And I'm like, I was thinking through, what's the thing I'm most griping about these days? And it was pretty clear, I know. And I'm like, so what can I do with it? We're doing Advent. And I'm like, what if till Christmas every day I gave thanks for that? Like what? And so, in, by the twenty fifth, after like thirty days, how would my attitude towards that thing change? If every day I'm saying thank you for this, because there's good in it, like it could mm-hmm. change my perspective on a person or on a circumstance right. or situation. Yeah, so it was just me asking, what do I need or what would help me? And since it was the first Sunday of Advent, I thought, well, I'll put those two things together. So, Garen, you're annoyingly good at figuring out ways to kill our flesh, <laughs> and it's really. Because I've it's, got it so bad. It's really annoying to me. Why can't you just let me live in my me. flesh, Garen? Why do you have to challenge me spiritually? Well, I thought that was really, I thought it was good. <laughs> but on the other hand, I was like, dang it. <laughs> it wrecks your whole Advent season. Right? Now I've got to die to myself. <laughs> Man. So, um, yeah, we both have those things, everybody. And, and when you said that, mine popped in my head. And I, I imagine no one had to think too hard about it. Um, so we challenge you in that. We encourage you in that because it will lead to your heart looking more like Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And even though it is a hard thing to do and it's not going to be an enjoyable part of your day to start, I think that you will start to see transformation in it. Um, I, pr- I prayed about mine this morning and it took some, some will, some willpower to get the ball rolling on that, but I was glad that I did it and I'm excited to see what God does with it over the next month or so. Yeah. I mean, even I I started it last week because I was already doing thinking about this and I found for the thing I'm praying for, giving thanks. And I've tried been specific, like here's the good things I see that actually I've been seeing more and more good things in that thing than I had before. So even after for me five or six days of doing that, it's starting to transform how I see that thing. Mm. So yeah. Okay. 
Guys, we're so glad you listened to this. I hope it was helpful for you. Um, but I'm excited that we get to work on our gratitude as we get into Advent. So, Garen, thanks so much. And yep, we'll see you back next time. Awesome.